Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> to, to a podcast. Murder on Silk Road. Woo! Where we, during the in-between, which this is, talk about whatever we want to talk about. So if you want to listen to anything that's actually structured and, like, researched properly, then go to the full episodes. <laughs> Don't send people away, Julia. <laughs> We finally well, have like, someone who clicked on this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, thanks for <laughs> clicking. <laughs> yeah, so Julia's telling yeah, so, us an in-between, right? Yes. So, exactly. It's um, So we're recording this on the 11th of December in 2023. And... What's sort of very present in my state of mind right now because I walk past it and through it and buy it every single day right now is German Christmas markets. <gasps> Christmas markets! So I am going to be talking a bit about Christmas markets in Germany in the context of like crime. But first Ooh. let's talk about it. And like a nice way in what okay. it's supposed to actually be about. I'm so excited for this. I, I get to live vicariously yes. through you and experience a Christmas market again. All right. So, I mean, basically nowadays, a lot of different countries have their own sort of versions of Christmas markets. I mean, growing up in China, at some point, the expat community did yeah. start a Christmas market there as well. And mm -hmm. actually, our parents, mm -hmm. both both our parents uh, were very, very active. Very, very active, yeah. Your mom baked cakes? She Or cookies well, as well? She, well, she baked, but she also made something pretty traditional to me, in my mind, for um, a Christmas market. Schupfnudeln. Schupfnudeln? Yeah, they're so so delicious and it's funny because at the time I didn't like them yet I was too young for it I think I mm -hmm. don't know but just in preparation for the Christmas market she would have these basically like schupfnudel making parties at our house mm -hmm. and our freezer would just be full of bags <laughs> of these noodles and have, even afterwards looks wait a second because we we okay. never have schupfnudel at home for Christmas or ever in general well, why didn't you have some of my mom's? I mean, I probably did. I just can't remember. You probably did. <laughs> you probably right. did. Sure. Because in my home, we always just have uh, cookies. Lots and lots of Christmas cookies. Schupfnudel. Okay. Really? You know, I was imagining something sweet. Really? Oh. Yeah, because, you know, Christmas market food is just sweet stuff. No, it's really not. Okay, so clearly there's some this. difference. I've, I definitely had this. Yeah. yeah. But clearly there is sort of differences in experiences. And that's okay because Christmas markets, they kind of vary depending on where you are. Like mm -hmm. each city sometimes even has like slight differences. They have different names according to like the region in Germany that they are. Mm -hmm. But basically just going very lightly into the history... Where the idea of a Christmas market comes from is that ages ago, kind of like, what is that, like Middle Ages, actually, mm -hmm. they had these sometimes like 
they started out being like only one day but so, that like, according to time like where it was they switched sometimes it was like a week or basically it was a market in preparation for the cold season so that people could like get stuff to get them through winter like get okay. meats and everything to get them through winter right so it's like this final marketplace gathering thing so we survive <laughs> pretty much exactly the cold months okay yeah and so in the 14th century roughly it kind of expanded a bit where craftsmen or like people that made toys or mm -hmm. like bakers with like that made like sweets or like cookies or something were then also allowed to like have little stands on these markets um mm -hmm. especially if these small things like that kids might get for christmas mm -hmm. but basically it started out as this like pure necessity and over the years and depending on where you were it got added on to okay and that's kind of how it developed into what it is today which is nothing to do with trying to get you through the winter months <laughs> Like, no, trying to survive through the winter months. Spiritually, it does help us survive. Spiritually, <laughs> emotionally, yes. But yes. Not, like, not necessity, no, basically. No, no, no. And what Christmas markets in Germany, at least, look like now is that there's a lot of different um, little huts or little, like, stands. So it's very food-based. So there's a lot of places where you can get loads of different alcoholic beverages. What's super, super... Traditional for a Christmas market is um, Glühwein, which is mulled wine. Mm -hmm. um, then there's loads of different food booths. And mm -hmm. basically with the food, it's kind of like even split down the middle for me. Because mm. there are these like huge huts where you can get like gingerbread, those like huge hearts with mm -hmm. like messages written on them that are super like, <laughs> I don't know, cliche at this point And... The, what's so super, super popular is also um, gebrannte Mandeln. Mm. So that's like caramelized almonds, almonds basically, yeah. with like different kind of... Coatings. Car coatings, thank you, mm -hmm. yes. And uh, candied apples, what is also a lot of crepes and like like puffeltje from the Netherlands. So these like mini, like little pancakes, which are so, super cute. What's but basically that? it's like... Like I said, pofotia mm. is literally these pofotia. like tiny, yeah, these tiny little like pancakes. Uh -huh. It's kind of like an American pancake, but in like literally like coin size. Okay. Basically. Okay. And the other aspect of food is so what's super, super popular is like I said, like Schupfnudeln, there's like currywurst mm -hmm. or like different kinds of sausages, like bratwurst. Okay, yeah, that's true. Also, mushrooms with, like, garlic or, like, herb sauce mm -hmm. or herb butter. Oven potatoes with, like, kraitakvak. So there's a lot of different... There's so much food, guys. It's great. <laughs> Go to a German Christmas market. You can just eat your fill of anything you want. Mm -hmm. But what has been sort of, like I said in the sort of short history of where the they came from what was mm -hmm. added to it over the years is like different um craftsmen from around the local area that can sell their wares and um, what i have partaken in this year is a lot of 
I bought a lot of jewelry with mm-hmm. like like silver rings that were crafted very locally. There's um, like ceramics that you can buy, candle, mm. um, like candles, like what you were saying, Räuchermännchen, or like mm-hmm. basically like incense or um, what is it? It's, I love them. There's, it's my favorite part of the Christmas market. It's usually woodworkers, people, you know, they make these unique little statues of, um, usually they're kind of middle-aged older men, kind of a bit, some of them look a bit like, you know, Santa Claus or not, not really like with a beard, but he doesn't, he's not dressed like like Santa um, Claus. Like an old occupation. Some of them, but they have basically old occupations from, let's just say the middle ages. Like the one I remember getting back in Germany was one who who sold cloth. So he was carrying this wooden crate on his back with different colored mm. cloth and different sort of materials. And it's all, you know, um, handmade and, uh, like I said, all unique. So there's so many to pick from. I guess there's, I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure chimney sweep is one of the main, you know, occupations they would have or maybe a cook. Just these sort of traditional occupations, mm. jobs. And... What you can do, you basically take off their body and leaving kind of their, their <laughs> I guess their upper body and like their coats and what, whatever. You take yeah. that, pull it apart, and you have an incense, you know, those cone-shaped incense stands that's in mm. their body. And all of these hoys I mentioned, they're usually smoking or have some kind of a pipe in their hand. So when you so turn the incense mm. on and you put the body back on, the smoke comes out of their mouth as if they're kind of puffing out smoke. Right. And it's just so Christmassy for me. I have no idea why, like, how that became, like, a Christmassy thing or specifically, like, a Christmas market thing. But, yep, that's a thing as well. You can also buy loads of different, like, um, Christmas decorations. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, those are And what's also very popular is nativity scenes like you can buy like figurines for a nativity scene if you already have one or you could buy a whole nativity scene like in its entirety so Mm -hmm. basically just a little market specifically if in the like yeah in the pre-christmas season do you know what those are called you light the candles and then through some kind of physics with the heat or whatever the thing turns oh um (laughs) but that's also so cool that there's these like blades at over top oh, yeah, where like the a candle sits mm-hmm. yeah and the heat then kind of like rises and pushes it and makes the makes thing spin turn, yeah. i don't yeah no i don't know what it's called but yeah yeah i think you can buy those at the markets as well and have them in your own home and yeah it's it's just beautiful it's funny because um the christmas market here in bun we have mm-hmm. the, the exact thing you're talking about whatever it actually is but they they had it on top of like as decoration on top of like one of these like stands that mm-hmm. sold like glühwein yeah and in, in huge and there's also these like figurines of like the um the three um the three kings and that were like in it and also like moving and mm. actually one of them they had it it's like so big that there was a basically a little platform above this hut 
where they then had musicians, like actual musicians standing mm-hmm. on it and playing live music from oh, up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so cool. You need to like take some pictures and we'll post it on Instagram or something. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. We still got a bit to that go be before amazing. the Christmas market is no more here. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's always in the pre-Christmas time. So yeah. very few um, of the Christmas markets actually still open on Christmas mm-hmm. or after Christmas. Most of them are really in sort of in the month before that, usually from like mid or end November to like mid-December. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have much more time, but yeah. yeah. That's kind of us fantasizing about the Christmas market. I, I mean, guess you don't not, have not to. Not really me. I <laughs> yeah. can just go, but for you. <laughs> for me, yes. I don't even remember the last time I went to Germany during the winter. Must have oh, been like geez. 20... Ages ago. 15 or 20... I, I don't know. Long, long right. time ago. So now that I've built up this amazing image of a German Christmas market mm-hmm. in your heads, mm-hmm. um, the true crime aspect. The true crime Selena, aspect, yes. I don't know if you remember this, but in 2016, there was a attack on mm-hmm. a Christmas market in Berlin. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So t- 2016, on the 19th of December, an um, Islamist... Is it Islamist? I mean, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So an Islamist, Islamic State. Yeah, he. Mm. His name was Anis Amri. He drove a truck into um, one of the Christmas markets in Berlin, Mm. and he injured almost 170 people and killed 13. One of the victims died from long-term effects of the injuries. Oh wow! And um, yeah, what what? basically happened is that he had shot a truck driver a polish truck driver in merlin and then mm-hmm. stole the truck mm-hmm. driving to the christmas market oh and yeah basically hit all these people until the vehicle came to a stop mm-hmm. roughly after like 60 to 80 meters right. he actually managed to flee the scene and mm-hmm. actually abroad i think he he actually um fled to Italy. Right. But he was actually shot dead during a police checkpoint in northern Italy on December 23rd, so a couple of days later. Well, so wait. I guess so they had his identity already and then there was like a warrant out or something. Yeah, so basically the thing is he wasn't completely unknown to yeah. like German authorities because um he had like um, applied for asylum but been rejected and they were actually going to um, kick him out of the country mm-hmm. but it took some time because he didn't actually have any official documents Yeah, and you know Germans and their bureaucracy mm-hmm. and like they'd already had there'd already been like incidents with him f- or from like other places but basically he, he wasn't a complete unknown mm-hmm. and so they'd did know who he was and were able to share that information with um, police in Italy. And since I don't think he went quietly, they um, shot him. Yeah. Oh, that's insane, though. 13 people. 
and hundreds yeah. in, injured. I mean, I remember it because was this one of the first main sort of terrorist attacks on the Christmas market? There's so there were so many um, right in 2016. I don't know if you remember that, but there was right. the one um, in um, on uh, Nizza. Nitsa. With the where people niece, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. where people were like standing on this like main street, like wanting to watch fireworks, and this guy drove a truck mm. and killed like a bunch, like killed more than at the Christmas market, definitely and injured, also definitely way more than at the Christmas market. That right. was also 2016, I think. There was a bunch of Wasn't... sort of these, yeah. Was Charlie Hebdo also 2016? To check now. That might have been. Let me just double check. Oh, no, that was January 2015. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. But <sighs> roughly, like, in those in those years, like, 2015, 2016, there was this sort of wave of terrorist attacks, basically. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, it kind of really so scared people, obviously, mm-hmm. because... Christmas markets or like generally anything you think you're walking around and you're safe and then some people just decide like no I'm gonna hurt a bunch of people and it makes like it makes something like having um like a nice time at a Christmas market for example kind of difficult because you're worried for your safety yeah Mm. yeah I mean that's the whole point right that's why they choose these locations and Basically, to strike terror in people's in their lives and their minds, and yeah. Uh, but I did want to end us on a positive note mm-hmm. because so that was I think one of the first examples of an attack on a Christmas market, or maybe one of the more just prominent still in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And because like since then, like literally since then, every year, barring COVID, because that was a different time in and of itself mm-hmm. um they have seriously increased security measures for christmas markets like they have these cement block things so that you can't drive in with for example like a truck and they've really increased police presence at these markets with regular patrolling mm-hmm. and i feel like they've definitely improved on just their security protocols because here's an article from when is this from the 29th of november this year okay so basically i heard about this i think like right after um but police arrested two terror suspects um who planned an attack on a christmas market in a possible attack on a christmas market in cologne oh i read about this yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so they it was two young they were basically they were teenagers they were Mm -hmm. like 15 ish so they had probably planned to carry out a terrorist attack in cologne but um they this one federal office in germany received information about the a suspicious like telegram user um in a islamic state terrorist group on the on the app Mm -hmm. and um they were able to work quickly enough and um thoroughly enough that they were actually able to stop this before it actually happened that's so good i mean i'm surprised though because i thought telegram was the one where yeah it's private (laughs) but i guess not or maybe because if somebody reported him then 
it means they Exa- were kind of yeah, there was, in um, the group it was supposed to be that a um I, I think a foreign person like a foreign user on telegram like reported this okay okay and so one of the teens actually posted a video in the in this terrorist group on telegram Mm -hmm. he called for a holy war against the west and then like announced an attack stating friday december 1st as the time for it and okay well done like the security authorities like in the entire nation were like immediately alerted and mm. were able to identify him very very quickly mm-hmm. so they were able to good, good, good. yeah take care of this very efficiently yeah there's another teen who he'd been in contact with like he was gonna come visit the other guy and then mm-hmm. they were gonna do the attack and they had actually planned on um like departing like leaving the country after the attack mm-hmm. i guess kind of planning it similar to the 2016 attack in that way right basically escaping immediately yeah but that's our happy ending for the day um this <laughs> showed that it's, <laughs> it's a little bit this... scary to be fair but <laughs> but it's just they have really increase their security measures and have better awareness and it just showed that the like early warning system that germany has in place was working and Mm -hmm. that they are taking people's security seriously following this one major attack yeah do you know about the two teenagers whether they grew up here no right they were asylum seekers Oh, wait, that was a 2016 guy. Now I'm getting confused. Exactly. Um, um, so one of them, so he was 15. He was a German, like half German, half Afghan. Mm-hmm. So he might have been like half. Yeah. I don't know. It's not very clear. And I think that's fine because this is a 15 year old and they do still need to like protect his identity. But. Mm-hmm. Probably half German, half Afghan. And mm-hmm. the other one, also um, a 16-year-old who is a Russian national. Mm-hmm. But he is he was already kind of known to, um, to police as a sympathizer of the Islamic State and has been known to spread terrorist propaganda. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is a difficult subject when you have these young people who are so easily manipulated because they're just in this, yeah. like, in a sense, pawns, right? The foot soldiers. And they were subject to propaganda, somehow brainwashed, were already disillusioned. And then this came to them as some kind of beacon of hope to prove themselves or I don't know. It's it is a huge issue. Yeah, but Mm. just at least in this one um, instance, nothing happened. And I think we can be happy about that. Yes, this was prevented and they were not killed at some kind of checkpoint. (laughs) Hopefully, you know, yeah, it will lead to just better everything in general. (laughs) So vague. (laughs) 
Yeah, but, like, what are you supposed to do? Because, like, I mean, what are we supposed to be hoping from this? Like, that they will no, no longer, like, sympathize with these terrorist beliefs, yeah. that there will be, like, like, I mean, what know, can we expect the police to achieve at this point? <laughs> I mean, for the police, I'm not sure, but I just have this um, Christmas fantasy that these two boys will kind of... Get see out the of air of their ways. See the air of their ways. A, and then a Christmas will, story. <laughs> they will in the future, you know, because there are people who were former neo-Nazis or whatever yeah. they might have believed in extreme beliefs who then get out of it and then preach or kind of de... What is, is it called? De-extreme... Oh, what is it? De-extreme de something. Basically make the extreme people not extreme. I know extreme. what you're talking yeah. about. De... Um, oh man, what is it? What? Because I'm also thinking there's the word like when you get someone out of a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, D. Okay, we have to Google it. <laughs> this is gonna bother oh, people. Um, I feel like it's right on the tip of my tongue. D. De- I keep wanting to say decommission, but that's something very I, different. I want to say desensitize, but it's not right either. But it's somewhere in between there. What? De- what is it called to get someone out of a cult? Deprogram? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's deprogram. Is it that? Yeah, it's deprogram. Okay, well, I wonder if it's also the same for extreme ideas, but anyway. Probably. We all know We all know what we're talking about. Yes, well, I think that there's, I mean, hopefully a good chance of these boys no longer adhering to these extreme beliefs because they are, that is what they are. They are boys, like they are mm-hmm. 15 and 16 the um the man in uh 27 uh <clears throat> man in 2016 he was like a full-grown man he had already had multiple um run-ins with the law mm. and already done multiple things these are boys yeah, yeah. i mean yeah that is true and maybe it's into some weird stuff stuff when i was 15 or 16 too though i never thought about killing people though so yeah i was just gonna say i don't think we can compare no but Um, i'm just saying that when you're that young you really are irrational and there are things you think it makes sense or this is you're so sure about but when you look back you were just so dumb but also the thing is especially um in kids that young um, if they feel sort of unloved or if they feel like there's something missing in their life, like mm-hmm. there's nobody really taking care of them properly or they don't really feel like they belong, they are so susceptible to be yeah. influenced by propaganda like this. Yeah, and, and I feel like so- they would be trying to impress people who kind of make use of that, you know, they, yeah. they take over that sort of role of a parent perhaps or a guardian and then they really want to impress that person mm-hmm. exactly anyway, so, so glad it with a little happen. bit of luck yeah yeah a little bit of luck and a bit a little a little bit of luck <laughs> and a little bit of love oh man okay i'm sorry guys i'm sorry i need to leave you now <laughs> i cannot <laughs> oh my gosh it's just the christmas mood okay I can tell you are in a very Christmassy mood. Yeah. Very different vibes from last time. <laughs> yes. It also helps that I just have this huge... Pe- I just 
Well, I ate half of it, but I still have half left of a huge piece of chocolate cake. Oh, and it's giving me amazing. a bit of a sugar rush. So, yes. Cool. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. On that note, guys, go get yourself a piece of chocolate cake and yes. enjoy it for us. Yes. If you have a Christmas market near you, go visit it. And if you don't, send us pictures. Why not? <laughs> if you yeah. don't, why not? Go to one. Um, what? All right. If you, they don't have one nearby, they should yeah. go find one and go oh, to it. Oh, go find one. That's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. That applies to me then. I have to go find one. Yeah. I'm Bina. sure there is though. What are you doing? I know there is one in Osaka, but Ni- <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll find one and yeah. go there because Julia said so. And we expect pictures from you, Julia. Okay. So. I'll try to meet this request sooner than the sauerkraut yes please because you do have you are on a time limit so yes exactly yes all right all well right, thanks right. for tuning in you guys well this comes out after christmas or i mean yeah after christmas so sorry for the christmas topic no, after no, christmas. not this one not this one no oh, okay good great get ready for christmas <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ enjoy the yeah. holiday season mm-hmm Whichever and way you celebrate. Yes. Uh, I guess see you next time then. Yeah. Just remember, this is the last episode that will be posted before we have a oh, two-week yeah. hiatus. We will be back with another episode on January 8th. That was very professional, Julia. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you guys. <laughs> have you a good one. Year. See you next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See you in 2024. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.